0: Welcome to the Pop In. This is the adjacent podcast of Flop Stars where we run through the big music releases of the week and big music stories of the week. As always, my name is Nick Kelly. With me is Sam
1: Murphy. It's good to be back for another Pop In. Flop Stars. I like how we always say, like always, my name is, as if we're (laughs) going to change it at some point.
0: (laughs) Yes. You You (laughs) never know. You
1: never know. know. I may start going by my first name, Pop Sam Cam. (laughs) My full biblical (laughs) name. (laughs) <laughs> Government.
0: Well, I'm excited for this. I'm coming off the back of an insane few weeks uh, here in Australia with World Pride finally wrapping up with um, Ava Max and a very sick Kim Petras doing the closing ceremony, sick. as I call it. She was very unwell, had a very big coldy thing going on, blew her voice out doing the performance, but she got up there and did it anyway. She very well could have wow. pulled out, but um, she probably also, you know. She came over here just for that. She didn't have any other shows. She's doing no press. Literally, it was the one performance. So, she pulled out, it probably would have felt that like she's like, I-, I can probably get 40 minutes out. You know? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Imagine going all that way just to pull out. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, she, you know, she, she sort of lent on the, the treat me like a sluts of the world um, to <laughs> get through it and not try and do sort of hard I saw
1: the, um, the, like, what do you call it? Osland translator. The Osland translator is- doing throat goat, <laughs> which literally just you said they would have gone into work another normal day and seen it and be like, for fuck's sake!
0: <laughs> it's like you walk, you walk in, presuming you're going to be translating like a press conference or yeah. like um, you know going out with a politician, something. no, you're going to be translating a song called Throat Goat <laughs> for a pop star <laughs> from a pop star's person.
1: seminal record, slut pop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Learn it. Great. Get ready. Great. Um. But I think, you know, it's just been a really cool few weeks for for Australia with World Pride and, and so many amazing pop moments. and I mean, the reunion of Kylie and Danny Minogue is still one to be talked about. Nicole Scherzinger played on the, the infamous Bondi Beach um, with a, a Did cast she? of kind of... Italian dances, yeah. It's, and this is the thing, it's these little events that have been happening that are actually quite big moments on their own, but it's been, you go to the Nicole Scherzinger beach party and then there was a march along the Sydney Harbour Bridge at 7am the next morning and then there's the Kim Petras, Ava Max, Slut Pop event that, that night. So it's just been like, event, oh event. Oh my God, event, they were putting event. you to work. Absolutely. Um, so it's been a lot, been a lot going on. Um, but it's been great. It's been cool to see so many like pop, Things happen and it feels like a, a city that's come alive again that hasn't been alive for a very, very long time, even prior to COVID. Um, so it's cool to have. And of course, it was the gays that did it, as, as well, usual. I hope there's
1: a lot of people feeling dreadful listening to this podcast and we can be yeah. a, a Xanax of sorts.
0: A comfort food, exactly. This is what we're here for. We're like a nice pumpkin soup and some crusty bread. That's what we, that's what we are. I'm the, I'm the cru- well, you're the pumpkin soup. I'm the crusty bread of this podcast. I've always said that.
1: Well, there's no way you'd like pumpkin soup, surely. Wait, I you said you're the crusty bread. Yeah, I'm the cr- but
0: I am the crusty bread, but I do like pumpkin soup, yeah. No, it's just fruit I don't like. I like right. vegetables. I'm fine with vegetables. Don't stress about it. Um, <laughs> you're not stressed about it, are you? Um, let's talk about sure <laughs> the most important story of the week. <laughs> this fake Rosalia performance in Peru that attracted 3,000 fans because she didn't go there, so a YouTuber decided to do it themselves, and
1: it looked insane. I am happened? obsessed with this. You know, all the people who are always like to pop stars, come to Brazil, come to Brazil, and then they don't come and they get really shitty, Lana Del Rey. Um, and then- So the Peruvians just get over waiting for Rosalia to come and somebody just puts the show on for her and everybody has a brilliant time, same as they would have. if It was actually Rosalia. It's so good. It's just so good. Not even billed as a tribute show, I don't think.
0: No, just taking matters into their own hands and doing everything identical to how it is. It was a literal <laughs> recreation of <laughs> It's
1: a full it's stage setup. Thing. Like literally that big white thing. I wonder <laughs> if they even like did the chewing gum thing that the viral like Rosalia chewing gum thing. <laughs> just it's, so um, good. It's <laughs>
0: astonishing to me that something like this hasn't happened already that someone hasn't got the shits and just given up and decided to do their own version of something before. Like I suppose elements of this are what drag and stuff are about, but no one's ever done this proper recreation where you're essentially attending the same event just performed by different people.
1: Well, I think that's it. Like, nobody needs to travel for touring anymore. There's no. just a local representative in each territory. You go into the studio, you record the show for them to mime to, and absolutely yeah. nobody knows the difference.
0: Absolutely. And this is where AI is going, you see. And this is where things like ABBA's oh, Voyage go. are going. <laughs> This is where it's all headed. <laughs>
1: this is where it <laughs> it's all headed. It's not real anymore. Um, but I think as long as you get the experience, you get to sing along to the songs. Who cares? Totally, totally. That's Sometimes I go to concerts and I sing so loudly and so passionately with my eyes closed, I may as well be anywhere.
0: Yeah. And I've paid exactly. $140. <laughs> To just stand in a loud room. At Dua Lipa, I
1: paid $140 to stand in the back row of the bloody stadium and yell into a seven-year-old deer who was in front of me. (laughs) Moonlight! (laughs) Starlight! We were both so far away for
0: the Dua Lipa concerts we went to respectively, though, that it could have been anyone on that stage and we wouldn't have noticed the difference.
1: Oh, literally. There was actually, after the show there was a drag queen dressed up as Dua Lipa crossing the road and it looked identical to her and she started giving a show and I was like, this is better than the main event, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Why did the drag queen dress as Dua Lipa across the road? (laughs)
1: <laughs> to get to the train station, which was bloody packed and there was almost a stampede, to be honest.
0: Actually, that, that's um, fair play to the Sydney Trains organisation because after Harry Styles on Friday night, there was at least probably 50-odd, 60-odd thousand people trying to get onto trains afterwards through eight doors and yeah. they handled it really well. No one spent more than, like, five minutes waiting. Everything was very orderly. People got home when they needed to. It wasn't chaotic. So, well done to the Sydney Trains organization.
1: Well, Harry had given them the advice to just keep driving. <laughs>
0: That's true. <laughs> See, I was looking for something like that with, like, I, I was looking for a song reference with my Dua Lipa gag there. Um, and well, I I'm find not
1: Chris Rock. You can't just put me on the spot and expect to get a joke from me. Well,
0: I, I think you are. That has been your, your role on this podcast over the journey. It's the <laughs> the joke bringer, and
1: your role is to slap me.
0: <laughs> um, we have the Miley album coming out um, in a couple of days' time, which feels both like it's taken ages to come out, and also like it's come really suddenly. Like when I started using the language last week that it's coming out next week, I was like, "God, oh, that came around quickly." Um, what's the but- feeling like for uh, for you as a Miley stan?
1: Well, I think things are heating up this week. She basically gave us flowers and then left. It's like going to a restaurant and getting the appetizer and then it takes them six hours to come out with dessert. Like, (laughs) it's just all the main if you eat mains. I don't. I watch my weight. (laughs) (laughs) That's not been my
0: experience at restaurants with you.
1: (laughs) Shut up. Seven mains.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll do share play.
1: <laughs> that is true. Do We do things a bit differently here. It's family style. Um, <laughs> so, basically, things are ramping up now. She's got a Disney Plus special that's going to come out on Friday or Saturday with the album. Um, she's going to perform The Climb as part of a backyard session, which is what everybody's been waiting for. Um, Mike Will Made It's been teasing songs off the record, which actually sound really good. And apparently the single that's coming with the album on Friday... Think it's called river apparently it's phenomenal
0: okay fantastic So they've obviously
1: for. got a lot of um confidence in this album and yep. obviously flower's done amazing and i saw today they've teased the video of this new song and all straight away people are online being like there's 14 guys in the video that's how many people it's liam hemsworth, hemsworth cheated on with so like the stories are ramping back up again so, no like, they're going to really just ring Liam out for this promo <laughs> for the album and I'm here for it. Go for well, it.
0: Because Flowers has been just such a phenomenal success that it's been very interesting to think about what the rest of this album is going to do. And it almost feels, it almost felt like Flowers was starting to lose a little bit of steam. But now with yeah. the rest of the album coming out, it almost feels like the conversation around that particular song is back as well. She um, may have
1: timed it perfectly. I feel yeah. like maybe. And I've been very yeah. critical about it, but I'll eat my words if it's successful. It's a very good point. Anyway, we'll see on Friday. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, look forward
0: to it. Now, Glastonbury has announced its headliners. Uh, this was something that I saw as I walked um, I walked out of the Harry Styles concert and saw the headliners had been announced. Um, let's talk about four at the very top. Arctic Monkeys, Guns N' Roses, Elton John, Lizzo.
1: Thoughts? I mean... Lizzo is only there because they didn't have the balls to put her as one of the three headliners. Yeah. So they've put her up the top to act as a consolation co-headline. There's no such thing. There's absolutely no such thing. Obviously, a female headliner has dropped out. Too bad. I think Mm. it was probably Taylor Swift. If it was Taylor Swift, you've still got three white headliners. So you've got another problem there. Yeah. Like... I just, it just boggles my brain that they went with Guns N' Roses. If you're going to re- have three male headliners, like at least have somebody who feels like an exciting, like new talent, you know? Yeah. Like support something new and like upcoming instead of three acts that are in at least the second decade of their career.
0: Yeah. I get the Elton
1: thing. Like, I think that's quite a triumphant farewell show. But Guns N' Roses, like, come on. Just have the guts and put Lizzo into that spot. She can do it. Like she's yeah. got the charisma to do it. And Florence showed like a couple of years ago when Foo Fighters dropped out and she took the headline slot. That they can do it. Like that was a a brilliant set. So it just seems like four steps forward, like eight steps back with
0: yeah um, festivals the- like this. Looking at the rest of the lineup, there's really only one or two names I can see that could make sense as a third headliner that aren't currently in the headline spots, and that's Lana and Lil Nas X, to me. Um, Yeah. Well, I feel like Lana
1: could have done it. Yeah. Or She's doing it all over, like, at other festivals.
0: Lil Nas is a tough one because I think by June, depending on what's coming, it almost feels like he's quite off cycle now, so it feels like a weird time to headline Glasto at this stage. He um, needs,
1: like, another big record to get him to that point, and then he'll yeah. be quite comfortably there, I think.
0: Yeah, which I, I definitely think is within his reach. But you're right. Like, looking at, if you, if you hold your hand over the Lizzo spot and you see Arctic Monkeys, Guns N' Roses, Elton John, it may as well be 2007's lineup.
1: Literally. Who gives a shit? 2005. tell me how Lizzo doesn't have the resume to do that. I know. Like, Grammy winner record of the year, several number one singles. Like, more charisma than anything. You know that Adele carried that Glastonbury show and blew it out of the water. Like, on her charisma alone, before you even judge the strength of the the vocal performance or the songs. Yeah. Lizzo could do exactly the same thing.
0: This all said, Carly Rae Jepsen, Blondie,
1: uh, Lana... (laughs) Yeah, there's good names on there. I think Raina's on there. Reena. Um, Ray. Yeah. Ray's on there. Yeah, like there's, there's good who people. I know, or
0: another old person band, but still fun.
1: Like This is what's confusing, though, because for the past few years, Glastonbury have done quite a good job mm, yeah. at meeting the moment. Yeah. But they've missed it. Anyway, yeah. none of you will be able to go anyway because the <laughs> flights are a shit show everywhere right now. So. <laughs> Unless you're in the UK, this is of no news to you. <laughs> I,
0: I, I have always wanted to go though. It is sort of like the other one that I want to do on top of Coachella. I'm a little bit scared because you're meant to camp there. It's not like Coachella where you can leave at the end of every day and just sort of piss off. Um,
1: I'm not scooping shit out of my gum boots to see guns no. and roses. That's for damn sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bit boring. Um, and the conversation in Australia is starting to heat up around Splendor in the Grass. It looks like we'll have at least. Um, Lizzo looks pretty firm to headline one of the nights, um, yeah. which I believe will make her the first black woman to do a headline spot at Splendor, which is amazing. Um, and really? Fucking over. Wow. I think I need to triple check that, but I saw that the other day. Um, uh, Lewis Capaldi's uh, a very likely. Um, frontrunner as well and the Foo Fighters are doing Fuji Rock so people are thinking they might do Splendor it does feel a little bit weird they tend to be a little bit more sort of they sort of shy away from big kind of legacy acts like that especially the last 10 years or so um unless like you've got they're that too big for Splendor strokes. too that almost has a as well yep um yep. so we'll see what happens there but again if you're not in Australia you probably don't give a shit about that let's move on no. to <laughs> pop or flop and run through the big new, big songs of the week uh, let's start with Ruby, Red Ruby to Sleaze the new Nicki Minaj thing I mean it's just bonkers and straight (laughs) it's just about as nicky as it gets is it not
1: (laughs) totally i just don't understand what is going on she keeps putting the her foot on the gas with this new era and then she'll take it off and then she'll do something weird and then she'll put it back on again she's currently (laughs) in her weird moment again you think you would take (laughs) the momentum from super freaky girl and do something with it yeah but this feels like as much as i like it this is mixtape nicky you know like yeah this is not a hit, so I feel like she might have killed that momentum. We're back at square one.
0: Well, we're back at you know, we're back at Chun Li era almost, and there's even a there's even a Chun Li reference on yeah in the first verse. But Chun
1: Li had a better hook, you know. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, um, but there are some very funny lines in it. I just think it's just so silly. It's um, so
1: silly. The Christopher it's th- Reeves one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's objectively a flop though. So, but but it's you it's know, not a,
1: objectively a flop. I'm not going flop. I'm going. I'm flop. going bop. I think it's I'll, a bop.
0: I'll personally be going flop on that one. Um, let's talk about Kali Uchi's because the record's out in fantasy with Don yeah. Toliver. Fantasy, feels like it almost feels like a house song at points. It's quite yeah, sort of-
1: totally. It's very like mystical at the beginning and then the beat drops and it goes into something totally different yeah Which i feel like Kali Uchis in the past has almost always had one mode but this album has a lot more to it i feel like yeah and this might be the obvious like quote-unquote hit on there but like the album has so much depth and it's so good she is like a real real talent i love this song i think yep. it's such a bop
0: It's awesome. What's Don Toliver been doing lately? I feel like I haven't heard much from him since he was like the biggest artist on streaming for a little while in the world and then all of a sudden not.
1: Well, the week before last he dropped an album. So that's not a good sign. If you missed (laughs) that, it means that people aren't really listening. He has fallen off a bit, but he's had a couple really big features. He was on the Scissor record um, and he was on a song last year or the year before called Lemonade that was quite big. Yeah. So he's had moments, but I don't think the album caught much fire. So
0: No, exactly. Try again. Um try again. I mean, and that's the thing about music now. You can just try again. It has a life exactly. of its own. Exactly. It a long life, life. Um, Boy Genius. To, in the front seat. So this is the thing. I was not aware of this Boy Genius group at all.
1: I think when they were doing it last time their profiles hadn't risen as much. Like, yeah. Phoebe Bridges is a household name now. Yeah. But before, when they were doing this, she wasn't really. So, I think that's why, yeah. probably, that it's and then, getting a lot more airtime this time around.
0: Yeah. If, Sorry if to cut you off. You know. No, no, no you, you, I, that was the exact explanation that I needed, was that, yeah, it feels like it's taken the rise, and, and arguably the rise of all three of them. Um, yeah, that's totally. over the last five years separately to come back together and make this um group make sense at the moment. Um and this new single, Not Strong Enough, um,
1: I would argue is strong enough. <laughs> 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 ah! Yeah, this is this song is just like Fucking great, basically. I think it's so good. The chorus is, like, absolutely soaring. The three of them meld together so well. On the three singles they dropped before, this one they each kind of took a lead, but this one they each meld together. It's just so good.
0: Yeah. As a noted, um, indie folk has always been sort of the combination of of styles that has irked me the most over the journey, Um, but I think this the songwriting and the performance in this is just so magic that it sort of transcends the genre regardless. Yeah, Um, Yeah, And also I think my my anger against indie folk has softened over the journey too, so.
1: Definitely. Well, I think indie folk looks a lot different now, you know? Yeah. Like this is three female leads doing it. It doesn't seem as pretentious. The
0: lumineers still need to be shot.
1: Oh, absolutely. Taken out the back (laughs)
0: John Stewart won't be happy with
1: it. Um He'll take Mumford and Sons out as well, if you like. Yeah, if you want?
0: They've had a couple of good songs over the journey, but a couple, like Not what? Enough. Like what? Like Little Lion Man. <laughs> good song. Like the other one. <laughs> what was their other one? They had like two big hits, and then they dri- They dipped, didn't they? What was the other one? Couldn't tell you.
1: I have no idea. There's got to be one.
0: Yeah, I'm having a look now. Um, I will wait. Of course. Oh yeah, that was shit. Big song. No, it wasn't. It's a mammoth (laughs) of a song. We're gonna do Mumford and Sons' Babel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Marcus Mumford sings backup vocals on Taylor Swift's Cowboy Like Me. That's the most notable thing he's done.
0: It's so your knowledge as well. It's so your... <laughs> <laughs> it's so... It's a nugget that comes out. Um, PHPRC is gearing up to release Manic Pixie Dream Girl, her first EP, um, and do a ridiculous run of headline shows. She's already sold out two metro theatres in like Sydney. Like, how which big? Is well, well tw- she's sold out two 1,200-seaters already and added a third in Sydney um, and very similar in Melbourne. Like, I fundamentally believe she is the first proper crossover TikTok pop star that's worked in Australia. And she did that yeah. um, she did that closing party on Sunday for World Pride as well. and just she's just adored here. She's just absolutely beloved already. Um I'm and there is such a sort of sense of wanting her to do well and really being in her corner that I see from from not just her fans, but just people who, just really like her persona Um, and she's been amazing in interviews recently, talking more and more about her sexuality and talking more about, you know, her past, which has not always been easy. and Um, And, you know, she dresses up these genuinely quite devastating themes at points in proper pristine, crystalline pop mm. sounds, like the most poppy pop you could imagine. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's actually really cool to see. I, I've been trying to think about other TikTok stars who have so immediately crossed over and been able to make a proper kind of career out of music that weren't doing it beforehand.
1: I didn't even know she was a TikTok star, so that goes to show like, you go. <laughs> that she's doing a good job at this pop star thing. What do you think of this song? I like it. It's probably my best immediate reaction to one of her songs.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, geez. Yep. What's up? It's just very windy. I was like, what oh. does that sound? Anyway. I can hear. I can vaguely nothing hear. Nothing to concern you. If you're in New York, <laughs> stay out of the wind. If you're in New York, It'll probably the time be over by recording. the time you're listening. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. be still. It'll be um, tonight. <laughs> No, I really like this It's got a really like strong beat to it. it Feels like an into you Ariana Grande Like surrender your heart Carly Rae kind of vibe um, And at the I start, it's
0: that... very Robin It's very dancing on my yeah, own Yeah, Robin, Robin oh. is
1: probably the one I should have said Before I said those two songs Which were very right. clearly what influenced by Robin So yeah, I like it This one's a bop for me
0: yeah, Manic Dream Pixie is out April 28th. I, I didn't get the name right. But I knew it was something along the lines of Manic What'd Pixie Dream say? Girl. What did you say? Manic Pixie Dream Girl, I think I called it. And it's just oh, a, that's fine. a rearrangement it just of nice.
1: those. And it'd still come up on Spotify.
0: <clears throat> that's true. Yep. And it will work itself out because that is how AI works. Again, it's all that about thing. AI. Mimi Web. <laughs> Song is called Freezing, follow-up to Red Flags. Um, And it feels to me slightly earthier than Red Flags and I think exactly where she needs to be. I think this song is probably one of her best, um, if not her best yet. I'm very, very here for it. I think she's a very endearing pop star, so it's a bop from me, just getting it straight out there. I think it's a brilliant song.
1: I have a very... (laughs) 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 ...very (laughs) opposite opinion on her. All right, tell me. I think she falls into the radar... Or a Anne-Marie category of pop stars. And I think anybody could sing these songs. Yeah. Uh, Personally.
0: I get, I get that. I think she's got a bit more personality than the two you mentioned, though. And a to bit be fair, more... I
1: haven't really looked into her personality. But, but just Jadden. from the songs, it's giving me Nothing.
0: I really like I really like this song, but I I do I do agree that it's probably not her most personality driven song. But I think coupled with her personality, what
1: is her like? What her is her most personality driven song?
0: Probably red flags. To be fair, sing that for me. And the red flags. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to it in your own time. (laughs) <laughs> no, well, that's, that's fine.
1: All right, I'll uh, give it another chance.
0: <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. You can back yourself in. You know, um,
1: No, I'm not going to back myself in for no reason. I'll give it another yeah. chance. I'll okay. listen to Amelia yeah. by Mimi Webb.
0: Yeah. So this is the album EP. The album. Out? The album's album. out. Oh, it's out.
1: She's oh, got. To, oh, the one song I know and like is not Red Flags. It's House on Fire. No, oh, that, that one. Set your house on fire. Mine.
0: That one's fun. Um, let's talk about better things. Eliza Rose has a <laughs> brand new song called Better Love. This is um, this is cool. It's like Miramasa co-produced and quite fun.
1: Yeah, quite a shift up. Like considering that like Baddest of Them All was really heavily on the dance world, one of the mm. biggest dance records of last year, if not the biggest. Yes. Um this is like a real tone shift and I think really brings her personality through. The video is amazing. You should watch it. It's really cool. Um and the Miramasa production is great. Miramasa is secretly becoming one of the most influential producers of this. Decade, I think. 100%. With all the Pink Panther-esque stuff, he just keeps popping up on all these little things and, like, if this song does well, which I think it could, yeah. like, he's really onto something with this kind of minimal janky sort of sound. I think janky is yeah. a negative word, but I don't mean it no, negatively.
0: I, no, I, I get what you mean with it. Um, yeah, I think it's really, really cool. I think, you know, we talk about personality. This song has just so much of it dripping and I think mm. it's very interesting... A de- a, a, an artist who is essentially a DJ producer, I feel like you don't get to know as much of their personality in two songs as we have with Eliza and yeah. it, it really feels like there's a sense of who she is and um, I think the vocal's really fun, it's quite subtle and yeah, there's a lot to really like about this song um, I'm really, really intrigued to see where Eliza Rose goes, it feels like yeah. it's going to be quite a big project
1: I feel like she might go further in this direction Rather than yeah. baddest of them all, which because I think is because I think there's a, that, that kind of genre is a little bit exhaustive and doesn't let yeah. you really develop as an artist. I don't think, but this will.
0: <laughs> That's very true. Uh, let's finish on David Getter and Oliver Tree. Here we go again. Here we go again. It's going David Getter, who just when you think he's sort of winning his way back into your heart and sort of he comes back and just tears the house down again
1: (laughs) it's amazing he's got nine lives really and um probably oliver trey as well oliver trey has had a real lucky (laughs) Like, revival with that song. A real lucky revival. And he's obviously riding the wave. I'm not sure if it's a wave he should be riding, but he's riding it. Yeah,
0: but to what degree of success and to what degree of... At what
1: cost, Oliver? At what At what what cost is the word
0: I was looking for? At what cost? This song's astonishingly awful, isn't it?
1: The thing is, David can do whatever he wants. You know, it doesn't matter if he drops on, jumps on a shit track, a good track, like whatever. His yeah. n- his inclusion in a song at this point is not detrimental to his career. That's a good point. But um, Oliver's going down a path. Oh, I guess Oliver's been shit. Yeah. Oh no, never liked him. Anyway, bad song, <laughs> flop. Flop.
0: <laughs> not good. I just.
1: Is he still dating D- Melanie Martinez? Um, No, ex-boyfriend
0: Do you also see that on MelanieMartinezFandom.com
1: Um, yes I did Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Things Um, others want to know Is Oliver Tree Hispanic? How did Oliver Tree get injured? Injured? He's not Hispanic And he broke his wrist Oh Um, Doesn't explain how Anyway
0: Cool. Um, we'll catch you next week for the pop in. <laughs> and our episode this week is um, well, I mean, how do you describe it? I mean, it was her fourth album. It was um, a very personal one. Um, it has so much happening in it. It was not a hit, there were no hits from it, but we love and it number one.
1: Lady Gaga's Joanne again. <laughs>
0: Here, in the words of David Getter and Oliver Tree, here we go again. <laughs> Absolutely, no, <we're> not. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Come over for the episode. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Flop. Stars.